The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. All right, here we go. Hump Day Wednesday, time for the Buck Baloo Show. Live from the Battery Atlanta here on The Fan. You know the drill. 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming, and then the 10 o'clock hour on the show, presented by the Haug Baron Law Group. Road Dog and DT in the house on this overcast Wednesday, but a day that used to be huge. As far as college football goes and high school football, National Signing Day. Two. One, back in December, was a very busy day. Today, not so much. We will touch on it. But uh, this is sort of anticlimactic after what happened December the 21st, where most all the big-time dudes signed. But a, a special day nonetheless. I'm ready to get started, brother. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, the big take. Uh, Tom Brady retires for the second time. What, you don't believe me? Yeah, man, he had it up had it up on social media just moments ago. Let's hear it. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream that would change a thing. Love you all. He loves us all. That is good to know. 23-year NFL career. When you look at his football career, you're talking high school, college football, NFL football, spans more than three decades. I mean, this guy's been around forever. Now, it's the second time he's retired, and this time he's saying this is it. We'll take him at his word today. Retires at 45 years old. 45 years old, man. And that is unbelievable. Uh, 23 years in the National Football League. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, most everybody would agree, okay, the all-time GOAT quarterback, would you agree Tom Brady would be first on the list, DT? 
Uh, it's hard to argue, Buck, obviously. Uh, Why, because of the stats? <laughs> he has all the, the stats, stats, man. You want He does them? have all the stats, but... My goodness, he's got the stats. Yeah, give us some stats, Bo, bro, uh, Buck, but you even said, I mean, you've always said winning the game is the most important part, and nobody did more winning than Tom Brady. Yeah, when you're talking about passing yards and passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's all great, too. Playoff touchdowns. I even hear people saying Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. And I take a little bit of offense to that. Tom Brady played on seven teams that won Super Bowls. Three most valuable players. There's another individual stat. Everybody seems to go immediately to the individual stats. The postseason stats, for me, are what stick out. Like the facts that he has yeah. more postseason wins than 27 other active NFL franchises right now. Yeah. That's, well, look, when, that you play, sense, when you play 23 years, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have the stats, baby. He compiled the stats. So. I mean, no, it's not a surprise that he leads the NFL in career passing yards. He played 23 years. Of course. He leads the way with passing yards. Here's what I'll remember. That Tom Brady thrived and his legacy to me will be that he did you don't have to have world class athleticism to be a great quarterback period that's his legacy his skill set he thrived for 23 years with no or very little mobility his skill set was like a surgeon Cut you with a thousand slices. You never feel a thing. Brady was the best throwing the football short to intermediate. Highly accurate, short to intermediate. I don't recall seeing a lot of highlights of Brady throwing these bombs down the field. He was surgeon-like. He could identify coverage before the ball was snapped. And here the last couple of decades when it became in vogue, you change up the coverage after the snap. He could identify the coverage before the snap and then after the snap. He got the ball out on time. He didn't hold the ball back in the pocket, taking sacks left and right, like you see some of these other quarterbacks doing. He could go from the primary receiver, uh, go to number two, number three, check it down quickly. Highly accurate, short to intermediate. I don't believe there's ever been a better quarterback than Tom Brady. The guy was the ultimate competitor. He showed up looking to do one thing, carve your butt up and win the football game. His preparation led the way also. We're talking about nutrition, brought us into that Decade of nutrition and focusing on that off the field. This guy worked overtime to get it right. Have you ever tried any avocado ice cream, Buck? Speaking of his nutrition? No, I don't plan on it either. I sure don't. And we will not have uh, cauliflower at our Super Bowl party coming up in a couple of weeks. But Tom Brady showed anybody paying attention that you can thrive at the highest level and not be a great athlete.
period. And that's what I'm going to remember about Tom Brady. That really is one of the most remarkable things. Obviously, we know about being a six-round pick, and everybody makes fun of the combine photo. Was it really? I mean, it was just, it was the release and knowing where to go with the ball, right, Buck? Yeah, and being highly accurate with the football. I mean, uh, we're not talking about just fitting it into the window, but in these tight windows, when you're throwing it short to intermediate, you've got to put the ball on the right side of the receiver. Uh, It might be low and to the right or high and to the left of the receiver. But in the National Football League, you've got these very tiny windows, and Brady was the best putting the ball where it needed to be. And such a competitor, highly competitive, yeah. always did whatever it had to do to win. I thought his best move, though, was not retire, moving on from uh, the Boston Patriots and then winning that Super Bowl championship down at Tampa because forever he would be linked with Bill Belichick, one of the great football coaches of all time. And, and there would have been critics and doubters that would have said, yeah, but he did it all with Bill Belichick. He couldn't have done it with that coach, Bill. He proved that that it wasn't just that. He could go somewhere else and win big, win a Super Bowl. And I think ultimately that's going to sell Tom Brady on anybody that had any doubts about that previously. But I admired the dude. Uh, Gosh, I'd, you know, as a young kid, I remember there was this guy with the Raiders. And George Blanda was his name. He was the kicker at the time. And he was in his 40s, and I was just amazed to see a 40-year-old man go out on the field. He was the backup quarterback a little bit, too. But Tom Brady, uh, forever remember him as the GOAT. But I don't, I won't obsess over the statistics. I never have. I never will. I'll appreciate the winning that he did both in Boston and what he did down in Tampa. But I think the legacy he leaves is for these young quarterbacks that were paying attention while he was playing the game is that they don't have to be a world-class athlete to play at the highest level. Brady was able to get it done. Hey, uh, coming up later in the show, it's going to be time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content as you get to decide what we talk about. Call in now at 404-231-1680. The number road dog will get you set up. Take the, uh, the votes, and we'll see what you want to talk about later in the show. It's presented by my great friends at Infinity of Gwinnett, Satellite Boulevard, Duluth. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Got time for a nugget? Mm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, National Signing Day 2 today, and a big day for a lot of players and their families who will sign the dotted line. Now, as the best I can tell, there are four top 100-rated players nationally that are uncommitted coming into today. You've got that Jaden Rashada, number two dual-threat quarterback. Remember, he was a dude that, well, he changed his mind. So we'll find out maybe where he's going to end up going today. Arizona State, TCU, which he visited last weekend, by the way. There's a little bit of a insight for you there. Could TCU be the leader? Jaden Rashada, Washington, and I believe Cal also in the mix. Deuce Robinson, he's a big one for Georgia, tight end. Chances are he may not make an announcement or sign the dotted line today because he's a baseball player. 
Might wait around for the Major League Baseball draft before he figures out what he's going to do. But Georgia, USC, Alabama, and Texas are in the mix. I'm sure Coach Prime is busy out of Colorado trying to add to his recruiting class. And I'll tell you, the, uh, the big buzz up in our neck of the woods, my son's playing football at South Forsyth High School, War Eagles. And their offensive lineman, Nathan Afobi, will sign with the Michigan Wolverines at 9.30 this morning. Uh, well, he's, he's already signed. Congratulations. Michigan Wolverines, a mountain of a man. And that's been the buzz up in, in our neck of the woods there. So National Signing Day 2. Not as much uh, news coming down after National Signing Day 1. But there you go. Coming up next, Chris Mortensen's going to hang out. We'll run through the National Football League news, talk about Brady and some other things. Got a little Brave story for you. Some Falcons stick around for the entire 42 minutes of content here on the show. It's the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Fan 680 and 93.7. Man, I hope your day's off to a great start. And how impressive is DT here on the Buck Blue Show? Engineer and doing sports updates. Pretty impressive, DT. You're talking and pressing buttons at the same time. I'm your, your super utility guy. I'm your, I'm your Mark DeRosa, your Johan Camargo. Put me wherever you need me, Buck. You're highly skilled, brother. Multitasker, which I'm not. Now, I've got a talent of being able to focus in on one thing. That helped me playing quarterback at a big level, too. But not a multitasker. Probably shouldn't be doing so many things. That's all right. Yeah, you're amazing, man. Engineer, producer, updates. My goodness. Next next thing I know, you're going to be running in here and doing the show. No chance, Buck. Hey, it's time for more. Let's get to him. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, the fan's truest on-up NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line on every Wednesday here on the Buck Blue Show, and we certainly appreciate that. Mort, you're coming on on a big day. Tom Brady's retired again. Yes, he has, and this time for good, uh, Buck. And 
and it's a it's a moment we'll mark on our calendars. And I think obviously, I don't think it's a coincidence that he chose February first to release his video uh, announcing his retirement because he did that a year ago on February first. So it's kind of, and as he said, I'm retiring uh, for good. That was what he said today. Can we believe so, that? Yeah, oh, we definitely can believe that. I mean, you know, listen, this this has been a rough year. And, and I, I think as uh, one of my colleagues, Jeff uh, Darlington, who lives down in South Florida where Tom is going to be making his home, uh, said that, you know, he, the guy was thoroughly exhausted. And, I mean, I, the, the, going through a divorce, like right as the season is beginning, as, as it happened, and... Tom is a great father. He's very close to his kids. Uh, they're going to be in South Florida. That's why I thought uh, all the talk about oh, it's Las Vegas Raiders, the 49ers, now that Brock Purdy got hurt, as if that would be a factor whether Brady would want, you know, whether the 49ers would take Brady. They, of course they would have. But it was always, listen, he, he just put his kids in school, enrolled them in school down in South Florida. Uh, and you know, to think he would have, Played elsewhere, I think, was ignoring some simple facts. That listen, he is—he is a great father. He's a devoted father, and uh, he was exhausted in every way possible. And I still think it's amazing that at 45 years old, is in terms of throwing the football, buck, he could still throw the football as if he was 22 years old. Mort, I mentioned out of the top of the show that what I'll remember about Brady is his legacy to me to all these other young quarterbacks out there is you don't have to be some world-class athlete to play the position of quarterback. I mean, he, to me, uh, that's his legacy. Uh, short to intermediate, he was surgeon-like. He uh, could identify coverage before and after the snap. He got the ball out on time. He threw it accurately. Uh, High-level competitor, uh, a guy that prepared uh, probably harder than any other quarterback that I've observed through the years. It's not the stats that impress me. It's those things. How about you? Well, I'm with you. Yeah, the stats, I don't mean to look at the stats. I Listen, any quarterback that played until he's 45 and started all those years. There you go. He missed. It's going to have those stats. Those seven Super Bowl rings, we can talk. Yes, there you go. But, you know, I think people forget a few things about Tom. Not that he was the 199th pick. And in, in, in his draft, uh, being one of them, but he wa- he he went to Michigan and was the seventh string quarterback Woo! of Michigan, seventh string, and had to work his way up, and then basically, you know, started his last two years. But really, that was even a battle because there was this everybody had a thing for the home state product, uh, 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 Drew Henson, but Tom eventually prevailed. I I, I remember watching. In the Orange Bowl, when he beat Alabama, Michigan did, and thinking, man, that guy's that guy's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, he's a he's a last day pick or a sixth or seventh rounder, fifth rounder. Uh, I, I will say there were some some coaches that I know that had different opinions that he should have been drafted higher. Doesn't matter. Tom proved you can overcome so much, and and also, I would say drafted by the perfect team with the Patriots because. That was a team that had already been to a Super Bowl, you know, with when Phil Parcells was the coach, with a lot of the same players, and they had a defense and uh, that would allow him to nurture Tom while he replaced Drew Bledsoe to really start his trek, and ultimately he became what we what we saw in his prime, and 
Uh, what a pleasure. I will say this about him as a man. Uh, I've said this before, and somebody misinterpreted it uh, a long time ago. I said, you know, as a quarterback, he's a fierce, fierce competitor. As a man, he's one of the sweetest men I have ever met. Huh. All right, yeah, so big story of the day. There you go right there. Uh, some other big stories breaking around there. Uh, people hiring coaches, and the Panthers settled on Frank Reich, who uh, highly thought of, it seems like, more around the league, but took him over Wilkes. And I saw where David Tepper, the owner up there, said they're going to break up the old boys club as far as only uh, three black coaches, uh, head coaches in the National Football League. And then he goes out and hires Frank Reich. Uh, sort of mixed messages there. But wasn't the uh, the deal in Charlotte was they wanted to go with an offensive-minded coach, and that's that's what it seems yeah. like most of these people hiring now are looking at. Yeah, even though we have great examples of guys who were, quote, defensive coaches having tremendous success, uh, the final four uh, coaches were all on the offensive side of the ball, which I think cemented in Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers' mind, that, that you know he wanted an offensive guy and the guy he probably preferred based off what i i know from good sources was ben johnson the 37 year old uh or 36 year old 37 year old offensive coordinator of the lions but ben and i think wisely so chose to stay with detroit for another year as a name to remember and then it was a matter okay search for a coach wilkes was in the mix there was even some discussion internally about whether they could get Wilkes, just get promote Wilkes to be a permanent head coach and hire Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. I think Reich probably would have ended up with the charges as offensive coordinator had that happened. More, what do you tell the guy wondering out there why they continue to hire these young, white, offensive coordinators as head coaches? Uh, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious they can design an offense, but... I wonder, too, can they lead? Can they lead a group of men? Most of these owners and people hiring, they don't have any idea if they can do that or not. Well, I, I used a little note uh, this past Sunday on uh, ESPN NFL Countdown, which was uh, you know, before the Bengals-Chiefs game, obviously, that uh, I, I don't know that people realize that neither Andy Reid nor Zach Taylor was ever a coordinator in the NFL before they became a head coach. Yeah, Andy Reid was quarterback coach with the Packers, and Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach uh, with the Rams. They were never coordinators, so you know you got to identify some special qualities in these guys uh, as CEO types. And at the same time, there are people who believe the offense is more sophisticated than defense, and that the offense ever breaks down, you know, the guy, the guy can step in. But I agree with you. You know, it's like it's, you need a leader. And, and the leader needs to be a guy who can recognize other good coaches and put together a great staff. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, yeah, listen, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't, think, I don't know anybody who, who understands football that would disagree with you. More at this part of the country uh, here in uh, the Bulldog Nation area, everybody wondering about their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, uh, interviewed with the Ravens reportedly, and then the Bucks uh, yesterday, as I understand it. Uh, what are you hearing? What do you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, what we're hearing is, you know, is that I think people are expecting Todd Munkin to, to, to get offered the Buccaneers offensive coordinator's job. But it's just one of those things where we're waiting. If that's going to happen, it should happen 
immediately, right soon. Uh, I would say this is a good week because there's no real game. Uh, there is no real Pro Bowl game, as you know. And so you're not taking that away from the headlines. I would think Munkin with the Buccaneers is a natural, and I, I, I heard that they he interviewed extremely well. So I'll be surprised if the uh, Bulldogs are not uh, replacing the, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, promoting Mike Bobo at that uh, point in time, as I understand it. But it just seems like to me, though, with Monken, there's so much uncertainty, both with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and now who's the quarterback in Tampa. Is it Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask, Anthony Richardson? I, I, to me, yeah. that would signify these are bad fits right now for Todd Monken. Yeah, no, I think you make a good point, uh, and I think they would probably, but you can't rule out Derek Carr. I mean, you know, uh, or, or one of the other guys right. could break uh, one of the other veteran players. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's something you got to measure, but you've also been the mountaintop twice now with Georgia, and he's had plenty of time in the NFL, and uh, sounds like he'd like another go around. Wouldn't be interviewing if he didn't. All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Sean Payton taking the Denver yeah. job. Uh, Russell Wilson must be thrilled. Got sacked 55 times last season. They were totally inept. He had to be embarrassed. This is good news for Russell Wilson, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And, and Sean will put together a heck of a staff. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money. Uh, but you know, Sean's got an interesting career. Uh, or, you know, I, I remember when in 2003, after being the Giants uh, offensive coordinator, uh, he was offered a, a job by the Arizona Cardinals to be the full offensive coordinator. In other words, he would call plays and everything. But he chose to go be a quarterback's coach under Bill Parcells instead because he wanted to learn those leadership qualities that you were talking about under a master coach in Parcells. And that showed me something about the guy. I'll give you one other interesting stat that I think Russell Wilson should appreciate. Sean Payton believes in running the football. You know, Russell Wilson was at his best when with the Seahawks when the Seahawks ran the football. And I think that's going to be important. We think of Sean and Drew Brees and all the passing yards. But Sean believes in running the football. And why shouldn't he? Because at one time he was the San Diego State running backs coach. And you know he coached for two years? Marshall Falk. He understands a great back and a great running game when he sees one and knows one. More, we were texting back and forth earlier this week when the news on Stetson Bennett's arrest came down. It's a shame. I've talked about it earlier this week that he didn't accept that late invitation to go to the Senior Bowl. Uh, could have avoided this embarrassing arrest that he had in Dallas. How much do you think this hurts him? Uh, I think it does hurt him. I mean, listen, uh, there may be Everybody in the NFL, coaches, owners, GMs, uh, whatever. Listen, they all have people in their family who have tripped and fallen, and which one of us has, has not? So I'll not judge him, but it doesn't help him for a guy who already is borderline in many metrics that you evaluate a quarterback. So listen, he once he sits down with the. NFL teams, and maybe maybe they'll be square away with it, but it doesn't sit well. I wish he had accepted the senior bowl invitation. I know it went out. Some say late. You know, Jim Nagy, the senior bowl executive director, waited about a week or five days after the tragedy uh, the, the Georgia Bulldog team experienced uh, and thought it would be appropriate to wait, and then it just didn't materialize. And 
Jim Nagy was disappointed Stetson didn't accept it. And I think I, I, would, I bet you Stetson's probably disappointed. I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him. And I don't know anybody that has. But I wish he had. Morty, you stunned that Ryan Grubb turned down the Nick Saban offer to come to Alabama and be the offensive coordinator? You know, I'm not because he, he got he, he, he got a raise to go to two million dollars even before he interviewed, and you know it's he's you're at Washington, and you know I maybe the uh, he likes the West Coast, huh? Yeah, he, I think the West Coast thing he, he preferred. It'll be interesting. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't real surprised by that. More great stuff as always. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Yeah, have a good week. Have a good week. And uh, which, uh, go AFC, go NFC in this flag football game. At their <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Thanks, Mort. Thank you. <laughs> ESPN's Chris Mortensen every Wednesday. You're on the Buck Palouse Show. We appreciate it. Uh, it's fun having him on every week. Just absolutely awesome. Let's chop it up. Talk a little Braves baseball. Talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Yeah, I want to talk about the new Braves catcher, Sean Murphy. Anthopolis made a deal, got him in here from the Oakland A's, gave up Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, a couple of other players uh, to get Murphy in here. And what we get is a catcher that's in the prime of his career signed a six-year 73 million dollar contract it's going to average about 12 million a year 28 through 33 the braves will have him during his uh, primo years during his prime won a gold glove in 2021 here's what i love about sean murphy he's an all-around catcher all right normally these days you see a guy that can you know he's a, a defensive specialist or he's a guy that can swing the bat. And you don't see it as much as where you got a guy that can do both. And I believe Sean Murphy's one of those guys that can do both. He won a gold glove in 2021. Uh, does a nice job framing pitches, which is important these days. Does a really good job calling the game, handling the pitching staff. And here's uh, something you should appreciate. Throughout 31% of attempted base stealers last season 31 percent that is a really high rate in major league baseball these days as far as swinging the bat he hit three number three in the batting order for the oakland a's played in 148 games last season 37 doubles 18 bombs 66 rbi what you want an advanced analytics stat here's one 3.5 war and remember now, he's playing in the Oakland Coliseum. That ball's not exactly flying out of there. And he's got some opposite field pop. They, you watch some video on this guy and you, you notice one thing. He loads up and takes a big hack at it. And known as a really good teammate. He's going to fit in. Uh, very well with the culture here in Atlanta with the Braves organization. He and Travis Darnot, if indeed we go into the season with both of them, this will be the top catching combo in Major League Baseball. I uh, ran across this earlier. You got Sean Murphy. You got the top catcher in baseball. I think we all realize who that is. JT Real Muto with the Philadelphia. 
some young player, former number one draft pick with the uh, Orioles, uh, Rushman, I believe his name is. In this particular article, they had him rated number two as far as the catchers go. Will Smith with the Dodgers, number three, and Sean Murphy, number four, in all of Major League Baseball. Anthopolis has brought in a winner. Anthopolis has got us a complete catcher, a guy that can defend and swing the bat. You're going to love Sean Murphy. There's your nugget. There's your uh, Braves nugget on chopping it up here today. I like how you talk. I mean, obviously being a complete player, offensive, defensive, but just, but furthermore, a complete defensive uh, catcher, you know, does a good job, obviously stops balls and frames them, but the ability to throw those runners out is just such, oh, yeah. going to be big for the Braves moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm loving Sean Murphy. He hadn't played one game for the Braves yet. And uh, enjoying doing my podcast, too, Bucks Beat. You may have heard of it. Uh, we've got a lot of great podcasts here at 680 The Fan, and we're promoting a lot of them. I wanted to tell you about mine, Bucks Beat. Uh, episode 80 is uh, dropped at the end of last week. We're taking a look at Vaughn Grissom trying to replace Dansby Swanson at shortstop, and I've got former Brave second baseman Mark Lemke joins me as we do a deep dive into the Brave shortstop situation heading into spring training. Uh, listen to all uh, these podcasts brought to you by the pod. You can go to thepodcastpark.com and find these podcasts. And it is brought to you by the fine people at Associated Credit Union. And if you don't get it there, uh, the podcast park, you can get it wherever it is you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those places. So episode 80, I, gosh, that seems like a really big number, 80. I didn't know going in how many of these we would do, but we're still cranking them out. It's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Yeah, the Georgia Bulldog football program. We've got National Signing Day 2 going on, so what will they do today? Well, not much. Back in December, Kirby Smart and his coaching staff, they signed 25 student-athletes to join the football program. And, you know, 18 of them have already joined them. Early enrollees already on campus, 18 of the 25. Pretty impressive. Seven from Florida. How about this? Six from the state of Georgia. We signed more players from the state of Florida than the, uh, than the Peach State. Now, it tells you the Gators are a little bit down down there. Uh, the recruiting class coming into today for Georgia, ranked number two nationally behind Alabama. Apparently, that won't change regardless of uh, who signs the dotted line today with the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, they got a couple of guys in mind. Tight end Deuce Robinson, who is uh, six foot six and obviously one heck of an athlete. He is also a baseball player that could be going first round in the Major League Draft coming up in June. So I'm not sure he's going to sign today. If he does, it comes down between Georgia and USC. 
most likely. Um, Georgia also uh, holding out. I guess they've got a, a couple of spots that are open right now. I mean, uh, number crunching. There's not a lot of room left over there at Georgia to be signing more than maybe one or two guys today. So sometimes, yeah, that's a strategic move to not fill up all your spots, right, Buck? Especially with the portal these days, having no a certain amount of scholarships available. Hey, basketball, Georgia basketball. Coach White's got him running up and down the court playing some really good basketball. Tonight they're at Auburn taking on the Tigers. Remember, Georgia took down Auburn in, in Athens not too long ago. So the rematch tonight over on the Plains you can check it out tonight, 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. Yeah, we beat them at the Steg earlier this season. All right, coming back on the other side, a little Falcons talk, a little Super Bowl bounce. Stay with us, Buck Baloo Show, live from the Battery Atlanta here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. I'm so Closer to the Super Bowl. Is that why you're so excited? It's the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, here on the Fan 680 and 937. We are celebrating our 30th anniversary here at the Fan, and we're hooking somebody up with a great, an awesome, epic, ultimate Hilton head-on golf getaway trip. You and three friends, six nights, seven courses, courtesy of 680 the Fan and America's Golf Island. Hilton Head Island. That golf also includes Harbortown Golf Links. You want to check that one off the bucket list, right? $250 to each of the four golfers so they can spend it in the pro shop, load up there. And I want to thank our friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. Our grand prize winner also gets to drive to Hilton Head in style in a brand new sparkling QX80, which obviously has plenty of room for your foursome and their golf clubs. Check out all the luxury vehicles at infinityofgwinnett.com. You better enter now because the deadline's February 3rd. What's today, DT? Uh, today's the first, Buck. Yeah. That's getting pretty close, huh? So you better get signed up, brother. 680thefan.com slash 30. And uh, that's for your chance to win. All right, final segment of the show is Wednesday. So we're uh, allowing Infinity of Gwinnett and the listeners to drive the content in this segment, and they want more NFL talk today. How about that? There's a change. All right, the Falcons have hired Jerry Gray, named him the assistant head coach. Apparently, he's going to oversee the entire defense, which I'm in favor of since Nielsen, the defensive line 
coach from the Saints has been named the defensive coordinator. He's never called the defensive signals, defensive plays. So I like this hire. I'm going to give the Falcons an A for the Jerry Gray hire. He was with Arthur Smith in Nashville, so he knows all about him. I'll give the Falcons an A for the Jerry Gray hire. Uh, Super Bowl 57, man. We got the number one Eagles, number one team in the NFC versus the number one team in the AFC, the Chiefs. You may have heard about this. And two of the great quarterbacks in the NFL today, you got Hurts and Mahomes going at it. And you know what? Do you know this? You got two defenses that sack the quarterback. So Mahomes is going to be facing an Eagles defense, number one in the NFL in sacks with 70. Hertz will be facing the Kansas City defense, number two in sacks, with 55. I believe that's just the regular season numbers. These are the top two scoring offenses in the National Football League. As far as the conferences go, the Chiefs led the AFC almost 30 points a game. Eagles in the NFC, 28 points a game. And I think one of the big factors in this game will be third down offense where uh, Hertz and the Eagles are converting 47% of their third downs. Number three in the NFL, the Chiefs, 49% of the third downs. They have been converting number two in the National Football League. Very impressive. And we have, may have broken some news here. On the Buck Blue Show, here on The Fan with Chris Mortensen on the show. So we're talking about Todd Munkin. George's offensive coordinator invited uh, down to speak with the Bucks, interview with the Bucks yesterday, and Mort said right here just moments ago he would be surprised by the end of the day. Todd Munkin would accept that Bucks offensive coordinator job. Here, let's relive it. I think people are expecting Todd Munkin to, to, to get offered the Buccaneers offensive coordinator's job. But if that's going to happen, it should happen immediately, like soon. I don't think Munkin with the Buccaneers is a natural, and I, I, I heard that they he interviewed extremely well. So I'll be surprised if the uh, Bulldogs are not uh, replacing their, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, by the end of the day. And I believe their offensive coordinator is already on the staff, and that would be Mike Bobo former Georgia quarterback, former Georgia offensive coordinator, would be ready to step right in for Kirby Smart. They wouldn't have to go around interviewing. And I spoke with one of the Georgia quarterbacks on the roster right now, looked him eye to eye this past Saturday, and asked him uh, this very question, if Monken ended up taking one of these NFL offensive coordinator jobs, what would he think? And he says, well, I would think that we're covered with Mike Bobo already on the staff. Complete confidence in what Bobo brings to the table. So we'll be monitoring this all day on 680 The Fan. All day long to see what happens there. Monken's done a great job at the University of Georgia. Handling the quarterbacks, calling the plays, game planning. It's been amazing. I'll tell you what I like about him, too, is he tailors the offense to the personnel. 
which is great coaching to me. You get some of these coaches, they say, well, you know, I've got my scheme, or we're going to run my scheme, and I don't care who's at quarterback and who's at running back and, and who's on the offensive line or at tight end. He looks at the personnel and says, okay, we got to tailor this offense to the personnel that we have. And that's going to change from year to year. There was a few years ago, <clears throat> you, you heard people saying that, Georgia, they never throw the ball to the tight end. They're not saying that anymore. In fact, now they are recruiting five-star tight ends left and right. Monk and great job, whether you take the job or not. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Appreciate Howard Brothers stepping in as the sponsor of the final word. Got a couple of book signings coming up inside the hedges. Uh, we'll be at McCray's Tavern Thursday evening. That's the East Cobb location, Lower Roswell Road in Marietta. I'll be speaking to the group there at 6 o'clock. We'll be uh, selling and signing until 8. And then on Super Bowl Sunday, February the 12th, I'll be at B&W in Norcross, the heart of Norcross. 113 South Peachtree Street from 5 to 6.30, leading you right up to kickoff. They have a big Super Bowl party going on. And looking forward to hanging out there for a uh, book signing inside the hedges. If you can't make it, you can purchase the book at insidethehedges.com. And there's your final word on the show today. Yeah, this thing ran quick today. That Brady news came out of nowhere today was not anticipating that so not able to get to all of the content i had planned on the show but we got to most of it well that's a tease for tomorrow then buck yeah we got some left over for thursday and friday show so hope you'll join me for that remember monday through friday 10 to 11 it's the buck Baloo show and if you miss it you got the fan app you can listen to the show podcast anytime anywhere Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you back tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Nick and Chris coming up next. Well, thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. 
Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.